Hi everyone, welcome to Subject to Interpretation, hosted by Augustine de la Mora. This is our space for, for professional interpreters to share their stories and advice and discuss current events in the profession and where it's heading. But today, it will actually be hosted by us. Hello, my name is Claudia Eslava and I am the Director of Operations of de la Mora Interpreter Training. Now, I thought today would be a fun episode if we were to interview our staff. Now, we have two different reasons for doing so. The first one, because Augustine happens to be very busy this week and he was not able to record a podcast. But number two, because I genuinely do believe we have something to say. We have some information that you might find useful. So here I am, joined by Katie and Gabby, and I will let them introduce themselves. All right, my name is Katie McKay. I am the Special Projects Coordinator here. Um, that can involve a lot of different things, including curriculum development, um, working on special government contracts, occasionally customer service, and um, managing our continuing education courses. And how long have you been with us, Katie? I have been here for about a year and a half so far. Very nice, yes. Gabby? So, um, my name is Gabriela Vialba. I have been here for about seven to eight months or so, mm -hmm. and um, I am the creative director here. So, basically, that means that um, I create a lot of the audiovisual video materials that um, you guys oftentimes see in courses and on social media. So, um, I take part in a lot of marketing and um, a lot of filming and editing and just fun stuff like that, kind of behind the scenes work and occasionally customer service as well. Great. Now, I don't think I mentioned, but I have been with this company now for about three years and most of my background is in marketing. Now, as the director of operations, you might imagine that I, you do a lot of different things and that's the same for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in charge a lot of a lot of different aspects of this business. Now, that being said, I do have a background in marketing. I used to work for in the marketing team for the Dr. Phillips Center here in Orlando, Florida. Uh, so in turn, I would like to ask you girls, what is your experience and what brought you to this company? So um, for a really long time, well, actually, since I was since probably before I was born, um, my mother was a certified interpreter. She um, is federally certified and she's actually an instructor from a lot of our online classes that you might recognize. Her name is Claudia Villalba and um, I have pretty much had that experience of like watching her interpret, kind of figuring out what the profession is based on, you know, just like knowing her and what she does. Mm -hmm. And um, I do know you know, English and Spanish, but I don't think I could do it. Like, <laughs> interpreting is just, I mean, it's crazy. That woman is so talented and skilled. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. We love Claudia Villalba. And yeah. we love Gabriela Villalba, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, besides that, you know, I, I have a little bit of, like, an artistic teaching background, so I think working for an online school and kind of managing the media has been really fun for me. Exactly, and we're lucky to have you. In case you haven't seen her work, go to her Facebook page. <laughs> Once again, background in marketing. I apologize in advance. Now, Katie? All right, so the first time I heard of De La Mora Interpreter Training, I was a student in the Translation and Interpretation Program of the University of Central Florida. I was actually studying to become an interpreter or a translator, 
and I was offered an internship while in that program by Delamore Interpreter Training. And I came here, learned a lot more about the profession, and I found out I actually loved working behind the scenes. So that's where I am today um, from my start as an intern here. Yes, and I think I can say with confidence that you're our favorite intern. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, now unlike Katie and Gabby, who already had some sort of idea, whether well-informed or not, <laughs> of what the world of interpretation was, I personally did not know or really even think that this field existed, even though I am myself and bilingual, and I have a very similar background to a lot of people in this field who start interpreting to begin with. I was born in Colombia. I moved here to Orlando when I was 12 years old, and I've uh, I grew up here in the States, so I also had uh, had the beginning, once again, a very similar beginning to other interpreters of always being the interpreter of the household, right, as I'm growing up. As I learn English, I'm the person who interprets between the bank and my parents and so on. But even then, while I was going through that process, I never ever thought that uh, there was a field out there uh, for professional interpreters. So this was when I came on board with this company and um, and that's it. So I want to ask Katie and Gabby, <coughs> what was your perception of interpreting before you got started working here and how has that changed? I always thought that it would be something difficult and my perception of that has not changed. learning <laughs> <laughs> more about it. Um, I, I do have even more respect for the people who have gone on to become interpreters. That might be something I will pursue in the future, but I, I admire the people who can do that. I understand better what's involved in it. Mm -hmm. um, I've always thought it was fascinating hearing people take something from one language and turn it into another. It's kind of like magic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I still think it's kind of like magic, <laughs> but I know yeah, a little bit more about how that magic that. works. <laughs> yeah. Gabby? Yeah, I mean, it is like magic. It's like seeing what happens, but from behind the scenes now. And it's really neat to see like the way that people build these exercises. There's a lot that goes on, a lot more to it than you would really imagine as like, you know, somebody on the outside who doesn't interpret. I mean, it's definitely not about just knowing two languages because I know two languages, but I mean, there's mm -hmm. a lot you need to know. You need to have the skills, you need to have, you know, the knowledge. Um, you have to research a lot. It's it's really some intense work. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Okay, so now that we have spoken a little <coughs> bit about our background, um, the reason why we sort of wanted to put this podcast together is because, like I mentioned earlier, wanting to share um, some information that we've gathered over the years. Uh, the first thing we want to talk about is our experience as an educational company with beginning or beginner interpreters uh, and what are the most common questions that we get. So what do you guys think? I think that a lot of people don't really know where to start, um, which is totally understandable. The state websites that you have to navigate to figure out how to even start to become an interpreter are really difficult to navigate. I mean, there's so much out there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we do get a lot of phone calls where um, there's a lot of confusion. People typically think that we are the state and that they, we are the certifying body, when yes. in reality we are just, you know, training people to get certified. So, 
kind of redirecting is something that we oftentimes um, do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Katie? Um, we also get a lot of questions about certification. So how, how do you get it? What does it mean? Is it mm -hmm. going to be difficult? So we answer a lot of questions. We are pretty familiar with, we're very familiar with the process of becoming certified now because we've learned how to explain it um, for all the people, whether you're going for medical, legal certification, there's a lot of different steps involved and we've, we've become really good at answering questions on what those steps are. <coughs> Yes, then I would add to that that a lot of our callers uh, who are just starting their journeys are not familiar with the with the fluency standards or they overestimate their own abilities. I think that's a big one. And once they take a class for the first time, then they realize, okay, I don't think I'm ready to even take the certification test or or they they're better informed on what their next step should be. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, now next, what are the most common questions that we get from the certified interpreters, the professionals who are already working out in the field? So we offer a lot of CEU eligible courses and we get a lot of phone calls, you know, like how do I get these CEUs? What are CEUs? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Do you guys give them? And um, Katie usually um, answers those phone <laughs> calls. <laughs> so we have to... from. Every state has a little bit different requirements for states that do offer CEUs. A lot of state, several states that have interpreter programs don't actually require continuing education credits, so these are few and far between. But for states that we do have to apply and send in an application to be approved for them, um, each state is a little different. Some states, the students can apply for CEUs themselves, and they don't actually have to find a course that's approved by their state, they can just apply individually. Um, some states do not allow self-paced programs, so you have to have an instructor there live talking to you. Um, some states offer their own interpreter education, like New Jersey. You don't actually have to take any extra courses because the state itself offers all the training you'll need to maintain your certification. Um, so it's a little different for every state, so it never hurts to ask us. So if you don't We'll also always show what states have approved our courses before you take it. It's always good mm -hmm. to verify. Make sure you're approved before you take the course, just to make sure everything's good. It would be bad <coughs> to finish a course and then realize that course wasn't approved for your state. So it's always a good idea to just double check with us, double check with your state. Absolutely, yes. I think it's important. We'll always have an answer regarding continued education credits, but I think it's also important for certified interpreters to know what the rules are in their state, what the requirements are in their state um, before they enrolled for, for any class that provides continued education classes. Uh, along the same lines, I believe that we also get a few phone calls regarding reciprocity, which are questions that we cannot answer. Once again, uh, th th sometimes there's a misconnection or a misunderstanding that a lot of interpreters believe that we are in, in, uh, a part in partnership with the states, that we can provide very specific information uh, that we in fact cannot. So always, always uh, call your state, uh, speak and know who you, the language access coordinator is in your state um, and have your deadlines always in a notepad somewhere uh, because next I would actually like to talk about uh, one of the, of the biggest problems that certified interpreters face um, and some of the issues that we ourselves as an educational organization deal with. And I think part of that is the interpreters 
um, a lot of the times are not keeping track of their deadlines. I think that's a big one. They will call us a day, uh, a week before their continued education credits are due, asking for which <laughs> courses can cover those requirements. And I think it's important that we all, uh, that or that interpreters, certified interpreters specifically, be aware of what their deadlines are. Now, what other problems do you think we certified interpreters face? So one problem that it kind of connects with the waiting for the last minute to get your CEUs. Um, many interpreters will wait until the last moment to sign up for their class. So even if they know that they'll be done in time for their C to receive their CEUs and have them in by their deadline, they still wait until the last moment to sign up for this course. And that's a problem for us when we are deciding whether or not we should offer the class because mm -hmm. we do need mm -hmm. a minimum of a certain amount of students and the sooner we know that we have enough students to continue the better we we always hate having to cancel a course we love to be able to know we have enough people right at the beginning and continue with the course and then if everybody like signs up for the course the very like you know day the day before i mean we've already canceled it so yes unfortunately yeah. we we need to know far in advance uh, that, the, that we have enough students. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'll, I'll agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I would like to add to this is um, the humility to learn and be open-minded when it comes to taking in br brand new information. Now, I hope this doesn't come off too negative in any way, <laughs> uh, but certified interpreters sometimes uh, have a different attitude than brand new interpreters. And brand new interpreters are, of course, more open to the learning process. Certified interpreters, I think we, we can all work, uh, we can work towards improving that attitude. A mm -hmm. lot of the times we come in, you know, interpreters have a lot of experience behind them. Uh, they need to meet their continued uh, education credits so they can continue, you know, they continue to keep their certification st status. Um, but the truth is, being open to new learning techniques, to new methods, uh, is very, very important for the profession in general. It's the only way that we'll be able to improve as a whole. It's mm -hmm. not an individual problem. It's a, it's a career <coughs> problem for everyone, I think. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've noticed that, um, so in every hobby, everything you do, every profession, everything is going to involve learning and learning and learning just for the rest of the time that you choose to do it. Of and course, especially um, in the language field, right? Yeah, definitely. Always evolving. Always, evolving, always changing. Because new things are invented, so new words have to be invented for them, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> new concepts, I mean, everything's always changing. So. Um, yes, but you know, now that we've got to tell you a little bit about the negative aspects, <laughs> uh, we want to tell you about the positive things that we've noticed as well when speaking with hundreds of interpreters a year. Mm -hmm. um, I think a big one, well, go ahead, Katie. Well, <coughs> what right. have you noticed? So we've noticed that when you talk about why did you get into the field of interpreting, a lot of interpreters want to help people. They, they've been doing it all their lives. They've been helping their family communicate with other people, helping friends. And a lot of people get into it just because they like the idea of helping other people, whether it's um, helping the legal system continue to function as it should and put people on the same standing as English speakers or if it's in the medical profession making sure people get the care they need mm -hmm. um, it, 
big part of interpreting is just helping both sides. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of interpreters are very passionate about what they do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really don't see that in a lot of, you know, professions. Like, it's really amazing and really something I respect a lot about them is that they really want to help and they're always... Um, I've noticed a lot of them really enjoy, you know, I get emails like, can you send me exercises? Mm -hmm. Can you send me things to build my skills? Like, they always want to improve so they can, you know, get better at helping others. Absolutely, and we're in a very specific position in which we're able to help those interpreters, even though we may not be interpreters yet, uh, nor maybe some of us will never uh, want to become certified interpreters, but we're in a beautiful spot right now in which we get to help interpreters be the best that they can be, um, and therefore continue this great altruistic mission that's very much within the core of interpreters of interpreters and interpretation in general. Um, now, I the next thing I want to talk about or I want to ask you girls about is what have you seen in the classes that you've uh, that you've been a part of with the instructors that you've spoken with uh, that seem to be the best ways for the interpreters to improve their skills. I've listened to Augustine. A lot. <laughs> um, I, I, since I'm the editor, I listen to a lot of his lectures and kind of put yeah. them together. And I know that um, the main thing that he always puts emphasis on is listen to yourself, record yourself, listen to yourself, and analyze what happened, and then do it all over again. And Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's pretty much what seems to help a lot of people improve, and that's. That's a huge one. A lot of the times when I'm on the phone with uh, certified interpreters even, um, you know, I will often ask the question of how do you practice? Are you listening to your own practice? Uh, because that's always step number one. I think it's very important. Uh, it's part of our signature Delamore interpreter methods that you have to listen to yourself mm -hmm. when you practice. So yeah. that's, that's a really good one. Yeah. And Going along with um, being open to change and open to learning, another one of the best ways to improve is being open to new techniques and new technology mm -hmm. and being able to listen to someone who has something to say, someone who has something to teach you. So as, as we said before, the field is constantly changing. There's new technology to help. There's new technology to that we need to learn how to <coughs> use if we want to continue growing in the field. And it's very comfortable to stay where we are and just do things the way we've always done them. But if we want the profession to grow as a whole, we mm -hmm. need to be open to that individually and keep, keep the profession moving forward. Absolutely. I think the technology aspect of, of this field is a very important one that can no longer be ignored <laughs> yeah, in um, any ways. Um, we know that the average of our students tend to be from 40 to 55. That's our average age. Uh, so I think everyone needs to have a, a collective, a more, a bigger collective effort to keep up with technology as much as possible. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I've heard Augustine say in a few of his interviews, um, in previous podcasts, that um, you know the profession. People say the profession is going to get taken over by machines, mm -hmm. by technology but it's really getting dominated by interpreters that adapt to technology and use technology mm -hmm. for the benefit. Exactly. 
that's what it's all about. Adapt, 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 right? Um, and then, of course, I want to talk about a little bit about what we're doing as a company, uh, what we're doing for the future of interpreting, because I want you guys, our listeners, to, to really get to know us a little bit better, what our efforts are, and what we're working on currently. All right, so one of the things that we're doing, mm-hmm. um, the way I got into this field is through the inter- internship program at the University of Central Florida. So we're reaching uh, the next upcoming generation of interpreters, um, getting people inspired to join this field and showing them the benefits, the, the great things that can come from this field. An insider's view, mm-hmm. right, at how uh, at how it works, really, at what it takes educational-wise, what the certification process is really like, mm-hmm. and hopefully to inspire younger, uh, a younger, um, um, younger interpreters <laughs> in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The internship program is pretty great. Uh, we've also had m- uh, many community events, uh, free events that we hold here in town. Once again, to kind of inform our audience or. To inform our bilingual population, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, Thank you, Katie. <laughs> to inform the bilingual population that interpreter uh, interpreting is a professional career. Like I mentioned, I had never heard of it, you know, before the three or three years ago. I had never really considered interpreting as a possibility for myself as a bilingual person. So I really want to. Uh, I want us to do the best that we can to inform the bilingual population that this is a very good career, a great possibility for them, uh, and to get excited uh, about this field in general. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm definitely advocating for a younger generation of interpreters mm-hmm. because um, when we started, when I got hired on, you know, we were making these webinars and I thought it was really good, but <laughs> let's face it, like a lot of people like young people have pretty short attention spans, so I've been making all these videos with a lot of like <laughs> yeah, little bits of information. Mm-hmm. But I really want to reach out to the younger community. I feel like it's important. Like we need that, you know, wave of energy and innovation. Absolutely, and yes. innovation. We're we're ready, and I think part of that community outreach too comes in the form of this podcast as well. Of course, uh, Agustin sitting down with many many professionals in the field to hopefully get you guys a much better insight into what everyone else is doing the people that have been doing this for many many years what are they doing what uh what are their everyday lives like um i think that's important so hopefully you guys are enjoying the, these podcasts because i know i am <laughs> yeah i think that they play a really good part in the team effort of you know interpreters kind of uniting and discussing all these things mm-hmm. that affect yes. everybody rather than being really like individualistic exactly mm-hmm. um Another big thing that we're currently working on, if, in case you guys haven't heard, is our membership program. Uh, De La Mora Interpreter Training does have a membership program, and um, it's just a way that, a solution to make it as easy and as convenient as possible for all of our certified interpreters to get continued education credits on a monthly basis. And even if you're not certified, this is a wonderful membership to get and new educational resources and webinars on a monthly basis. Uh, With our membership program, you're getting at least two and a half hours of education every single month from different interpreters, uh, from different professionals in the field. Every month we cover a different topic, um, and it's always really fun and exciting 
and it's fairly inexpensive so it's, so if you haven't heard of it uh, definitely take a look but yeah so membership is another way in which we're hopefully changing the way we learn and continue our education mm -hmm. and speaking of education we are also working on spreading education opportunities um, we will be developing our train the trainer program soon yes working on um, teaching people to become trainers for interpreters and just spreading that knowledge further exactly so we're really excited about that we're going to leave it vague because more details <laughs> will be coming soon but uh, that will be launching this year so watch out for that and then of course um, this year is we have put on we have on the schedule right now more classes than we ever have in the history of this company so if you haven't been to our website recently it's important that you go and take a look or at least spread the word um, because we are offering classes now for uh, immigration interpreters for community interpreters for legal and of course medical interpreters and we continue to expand our catalog of classes uh, every every month so please uh, share the news. We're very excited about that as well. Yes, and we definitely are moving into a lot more like, you know, a lot of different languages because we used to be primarily just Spanish English, but now we're mm -hmm. getting into a lot of, and right now we have like Absolutely. Vietnamese, Arabic, yes, um, Mandarin, Mandarin, we have so Russian. many classes. Yeah, so. And then um, some of our great. hopes for now are, you know, to see a lot of these students graduate and form associations, form organizations. I mean, we want to see you guys like really team up. And exactly. Or be part of existing associations, mm -hmm. which is yes. important too. Become part of the community. Exactly. Yes. We're, all, we're stronger together, always. Um, okay, any closing observations? Well, I want to thank you guys again for joining us today. <laughs> yes. And um, like Claudia was saying, you should definitely take a look at that website. We have so many classes and so much information and memberships. You get discounts. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> discounts are so much fun. <laughs> discounts are always great, and we're always running different specials if you're part of our newsletter or if you follow us on Facebook. Yes. Yeah, so keep yes. an eye out for those. Yes. And then um, I also wanted to talk about some of the classes that are actually coming up like pretty soon. Um, we have an advanced consecutive and simultaneous course. So if you want to really grow your skills and, you know, get CEUs. Get we CEUs. just talked about that. CEUs, <laughs> gotta love them. Don't wait. That class. Don't wait. Do it now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No last minutes. But um, the class will be beginning on April 1st. And then we also have our next 50-hour court interpreter program, which is awesome. It's an introduction to certifying to the certification process and to just interpreting in general so if you're pretty new this is definitely what we would recommend for you it's for spanish speakers and um it is great it's all encompassing you get a mock exam it's live classes and that starts on april 8th and we also have immigration interpreting for immigration specific cases that's also beginning on april 1st and then we have medical workers comp for California they, interpreters, yeah. yes, California interpreters will be getting CEUs for this mm -hmm. course, and that will begin on April 9th. Very nice. Well, I really, really hope you guys were able to gain something from this podcast today, besides an insight into what we're doing as a company next. I hope you were able to learn from our from our most common questions, 
um, the most common roadblocks that we face and and that you walked away with some good information. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so grow with us. This yes. <laughs> Share yes. this podcast. Share Delamore Interpreter Training website. Um, yes. Grow with us. Be, become become a member. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. On that note, yes. <laughs> we will we'll see, see you, you guys. <laughs> see you. Bye.